Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thirty-two fans in thirty-two days. Akiva, how are you today? Uh, I was better when the Jets were two and zero. Better than I was better the first time we recorded this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I forgot to wear headphones. We got distracted. Uh, I now, forgot to wear we've headphones. Had some, we've had some. We've had some technical difficulties. We've had some uh, interruptions by family members uh, on my end. Uh, so we uh, we got through about half of this week's games. And uh, now we're starting over. So we're going to zip through the first few of these because we've already heard it, although our listeners haven't. Um, week week three in the NFL, Akiva and I did not get to see that much of it uh, because of the Jewish holidays. Uh, so week three in the NFL, I, I have uh, traveled to the Holy Land to visit you, Akiva, although uh, we still haven't seen each other and probably won't. Uh, no, I have no plans to see you. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is funny because I, I came to uh, Israel, but I stayed about five miles away from you and never went to see you. And then you came to New York or last month and came all the way to the Upper West Side, but I was about a mile and a half away on the Upper East Side, but I uh, made no further move beyond that. So, um, yeah, so we, we are recording this over the phone, which is why we've had to do it a couple times because of our technical issues. Uh, but yeah, so I was saying, so week three in the NFL, because of the Jewish holidays, uh, especially in Israel with the times difference, I got to see very little of these games. Uh, but I don't think we missed all that much. There were, the, you know, it was, it was a pretty straight weekend. There were no huge upsets like there were the week before. Uh, your Jets lost in a mild upset. Uh, we'll get to that one. My Vikings had another uh, blowout of a supposed playoff team. And I'm sure we'll get to that one as well. But let's jump right into it. Uh, Thursday night, we have a game between two teams that were supposed to be contenders in, in the AFC North, but have really fallen on hard times. In one case, due to a bunch of close losses, and in the other, due to injury, we have Baltimore going to Pittsburgh tonight. So I, I had Pittsburgh at two and a half in this game. I figured Pittsburgh's the better team, and, and I'll deduct it a little bit because Roethlisberger's out. And what did you have for this game? Yeah, I had the Ravens at minus five and a half because I, as a Jets fan, got to see Michael Vick play last year, and he really didn't want to play. Like when Geno Smith went out, he was very open about the fact that he had no intention of playing last year. He thought he was on scholarship, and it was a bye season for him. Uh, but when he did play, he was atrocious. So like really incredibly bad. So Vic will be exposed over time. So there's no, even if the Ravens were seven and a half point favorites, I wouldn't blink an eye here. Wow. So yeah, so you are right. So Baltimore's favorite in Pittsburgh, it's only two and a half. And so you get this one. When's the last time Baltimore was favored in Pittsburgh? Uh, probably a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh uh, had one or 
Baltimore has like almost never been really bad in the 2000s, but Pittsburgh has, has had like two bad seasons. So uh, this maybe is, one this is those. pretty much this is pretty much always a Pittsburgh by three, uh, and, and I think that shit. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. I'm what recording. A, I'm recording a podcast oh, right now. Right. <laughs> Kobe wants to watch. Okay. Hello, Kobe. Busted. Uh, you, uh, yeah. All right. My son is playing with my phone and he's smiling. Okay. You can play with the phone. You got to be quiet. Uh, so Pittsburgh is favored, or excuse me, Baltimore's favored by two and a half. So they think that Roethlisberger is <laughs> worth at least about six points. The difference between Roethlisberger and Vic. Uh, I'm going to think that Vic pulls it out, and uh, they Pittsburgh actually wins this game, though, uh, which I guess would mean they're also going to cover this week. And uh, who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, obviously, Baltimore is going to win the game. Yes. Okay. So you definitely do not believe in Michael Vick. Okay. So now let's go to Sunday, and we start with an early game because the Jets and Dolphins are in London. So for this one, there's no home field advantage, but I thought the Dolphins are a little better than the Jets, so I had Miami by two. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's hard to say. Again, the game's uh, neutral site, so nobody's getting points. So it's just who do we think is better? So I think the teams are really close. So I had to pick them. And your Jets are actually favored by one and a half. So you get this one as well. Um, you know, the Jets did not look good last week, but the Dolphins really looked bad last week. Yeah, the Dolphins were awful, but, you know, maybe the Bills made them look awful. The Jets got beat badly. They were down 24 nothing at home to a very bad team with no quarterback. Um, I think that the Dolphins are so desperate. Like, if they can't win this game, then Philbin is in big trouble. Um, I don't know. Like, to me, Fitzpatrick can't throw the ball downfield. And you have this guy, De- you know, the rookie Devin Smith running downfield and Brandon Marshall running downfield. And Fitzpatrick throws as bad a deep ball as I've ever seen. I mean, we used to have Chad Pennington who literally couldn't throw the ball deep. But at least we understood he couldn't do it. Like, Fitzpatrick tries, but he's just really inaccurate. And he makes a lot of bad decisions. Is he still holding on to this job? Because Gino's pretty much healthy, right? Yeah, Gino, well, and he's not ready to play this week, but they have a bye next week. So there's a very good chance Gino will be ready the week after the bye or the week after that, at the uh, you know, at the worst. Um, I, I think at some point this season, Gino gets a crack. The problem is Gino's not good. But I do think Fitzpatrick's not good enough to hold off uh, Gino for the whole season. Well, look, so the we, Jets came out and said when they were 2-0 and that it was Fitzpatrick's job even when Gino was healthy. But... If if Gino has if, if Fitzpatrick has another bad game and they drop to two and two, I think it's hard not to at least give Gino a shot, right? It's hard not to give him a shot, but I do think that um, I do think that uh, Gino will have a chance because it's easy to say something when you're two and zero oh and the going is good, but if they're two and two after this week, people are going to be looking for blood, and it's you know you have a new GM, a new coach, so they're not looking for their blood, so it's going to be the quarterback. All right, so I think that the Dolphins are going to pull this one out, and maybe that means we'll see Gino. Uh, who do you have winning this game in London? Uh, Miami. So you still don't believe in your Jets. Uh, a little pessimistic. Part of that is your concern for Chris Ivory, right? Yeah, Chris Ivory is a really good player. He didn't play last week, even though he was active, and I'm going to guess he's not going to play this week with the bye coming next week. Um, so, you know, he they really need him because uh, he's, you know, you have a lot of second and sixes with Ivory and a lot of second and nines with Bilal Powell. And, you know, we're not good enough to get out of second and nines. Yep. All right. Now we move on to the uh, the normal time Sunday games. And the first one is Jacksonville at Indy. Indy very lucky not to be 0-3 like Baltimore. They looked really bad. Uh, they came back, uh, you know, late in the game to, to beat the Titans. And Jacksonville looked even worse. I mean, they just got demolished. But, you know, that was to the Patriots. 
So I have Indy finally getting off the schneid this week, finally looking like the real uh, Colts, and I have them by nine and a half. Um, yeah, I think I had oh, I had nine and a half also. Uh, at, now that I'm thinking Indy's not good enough to be favored by that many points, but in terms of the spread, I think were, were we both accurate? Yeah, so we both got it on the nose. It's nine and a half. So wow. finally we tie. Uh, yeah, so you won the first two games. Yeah, I think, look, I'm not sure if I would pick Indy to cover, but we're, we're both obviously picking Indy to win this one. And everybody thinks that at some point they have to look like the, like the real Colts. Uh, and look, we both, uh, you know, hate Ryan Grigson, but it, it seems like Pagano would lose the job before Grigson because, you know, Ursay is just insane, apparently, if he's not also high, which he might be. I'm just so anti-Grigson right now. I want the Colts to lose every game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pagano deserves better. He said, uh, you know, ahead of that Monday night game against the Jets, he was being interviewed on ESPN. And he says, this is my last job. And I would say, Chuck, uh, I hope it's not your last job because you deserve a better job than this. Yeah. How uh, old but, is he that, it, that it's his last job? Well, I think you say that because you think in your head, oh, I'm going to be, you know, like Belichick. I'm going to set up, establish myself here, especially when you got a young quarterback like Luck. He thinks I'm going to be here for the next decade. I'm going to win a couple Super Bowls and then I'm going to retire and go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not. I yeah. mean, he's not going to have the job pass this year just because there's so much bad blood between him and Grigson. Yeah, uh, unless somehow you know, they turn it around and somehow he convinces. Yeah, I mean, if they win the Super Bowl, you can't fire him. He's only. He's only. Uh, he's actually uh, happy birthday tomorrow. Pagano is turning fifty-five, so he's oh, not happy that old. Birthday. Uh, yeah, look, well, they're going to win the division even if it's only at eight and eight, and then they're going to get a home game, and then they're going to beat in the first round. You know, whoever it is, Pittsburgh or, or San Diego or Kansas City. All right, or maybe your Jets, but. Uh, Let's yeah. move on. Now we have <laughs> no chance. For the, well, actually, it might be the next team that we're about to discuss, which is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Buffalo Bills at home against the Giants, they looked really good. I mean, they just destroyed the Dolphins on the road. Um, and so Buffalo looks really good. The Giants beat the Washington in a really ugly game on Thursday night last week. So I had Buffalo by five. How insufferable do you think Rex Ryan is right now? I had, I had the Bills by four and a half, by the way. So I take this. It's Buffalo by five and a half. Uh, but Rex Ryan's always insufferable, isn't he? Yeah, but I feel like he's gonna be he's gonna be out of control with these press conferences if they go to three and one. Yeah, but but everybody likes Rex Ryan. A confident, happy Rex Ryan is a good thing, I think. So. Yeah, it's sad when the when the when his teams are doing poorly. Yeah. All right, now we go to the game that's probably the least interesting of the week. Well, there's one or two other contenders for that. Uh, that's Carolina at Tampa. Carolina, the least impressive three and team I've ever seen. Uh, you know, they barely beat the uh, Luke McCown led Saints. And that was after a couple of other, you know, close victories against bad teams. Now they're playing another bad team, Tampa. And I actually gave Tampa the benefit of the doubt. They look pretty good with the exception of week one. And so I had this as a pick em, and I was way off. Yeah, I mean, I had the Panthers by three and a half because they're better. Yeah, and apparently they are. Uh, the, the actual line is Panthers by three, but it's in Tampa. So, that, again, if we translate that, that would mean Panthers would be favored by nine at home. And I don't see how they can. You know, Tampa Bay is better than the Luke McCown-led Saints, and Carolina barely beat them by five. So... But uh, yeah, people are not what, ready to bet on Tampa. Yet, yeah, but I you guess. have a you have a opportunistic defense facing uh, like a historically uh, friendly to opportunistic defense quarterback. Yeah, well, Winston had, look, he was really bad in week one. He's been better since then. So I'm going to pick. Ooh, I think I'm going to pick Tampa for the win. Yeah, I'm going to pick Carolina here, no question. Yeah, so I've now picked the home team, uh, counting the Dolphins, the home team in every game, um, and you've picked the favorite in every game. Fun shot. Probably the safer way to go. All right. Um, okay. So the next one we have is Philadelphia at Washington. Uh, Philly, you know, Sam Bradford still looks really bad, uh, but the defense looks pretty good. And, you know, they, they finally got a win against your Jets last week. 
And Washington, of course, is still in disarray. Uh, their quarterback still turns the ball over way too much. Uh, RG3 on the bench, having no involvement. So uh, I got this one exactly on the nose. I said Philly by three. Uh, yeah, I had uh, the Redskins by three. Yeah, so you were way off on this one. So you, you think that Philly and Washington are even teams right now? Yeah, Philly's awful. Well, they just destroyed your Jets, though. Yeah, I mean, the Jets. The Jets came back, but the, you know, but Philly definitely. It's them. true, but the Jets were missing, you know, two of their top three skill position players, and they're very shat. Like they, you know, they don't have a tight end, so they're missing the running back, and they're missing one of their two receivers. <laughs> there just wasn't much going on on offense. They couldn't move the ball, and Philly, you know, Bradford threw a million times for a hundred yards. Like they're horrible. Well, look, this is the game against the Washington, whose defense is just atrocious. This is the game where Bradford finally has to like look good, right? Yeah. Or if he doesn't. I mean, the, the problem is that I think the you know I, I think the issue in Philadelphia is that you have a coach Chip Kelly who obviously has a, a healthy ego, and because he traded so much for Bradford and invested so much in saying that Bradford was the guy, and and, and you know the, the drinkers of his Kool Aid like Shamir, our Eagles guest, also bought into that so hardcore that to give up this early and turn to Sanchez would I think almost if he does that Kelly's almost admitting defeat and the fact that he should probably be fired because he gave up Foles and a second round pick for him. Uh, but I think this is his last chance. If Bradford is a bad game here, they, they have to go to Sanchez in week five, right? Um, if, if Bradford, yeah, Bradford, Sanchez can't be worse than Bradford has played so far. Well, so if Bradford has one more big, bad game. We, we saw no Sanchez more. last year in Philly. He's not good, but he was much better than Bradford's been so far. Yeah. Bradford, uh, might just be totally shot. Yeah. So, uh, I think Philly will win this one. Uh, you had Washington favored by three was the guess of your line. Do you think Washington's going to win? Yes. Okay, so so, and do you think that's the end of Bradford, or or is Kelly's ego too big? Yeah, uh, I think it's the end of Bradford. I think they go to Sanchez. Wow. Okay, uh, so pick up Sanchez now if you're in a two quarterback fantasy uh, like I am. All right, now we have the game that is the worst game of the week, uh, and so with apologies to Carolina and Tampa, that's Oakland at Chicago. Chicago's offense. And granted, they were playing Seattle, but they had the ball ten times on Sunday. They punted ten times. Now look, Jimmy Clausen didn't turn the ball over. But they, they, I mean, they, they went three and out every time. The part that I don't understand is when you lose the game twenty six nothing. At a certain point, you have to be going for it on fourth down, right? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Why you're Fo- punting down three? Touchdowns. Fox Fox is pretty conservative, um, but it's pretty crazy. Wait, you're referring to the political leanings of the channel, the news channel. Oh, blech. sorry, that was loose. No, um, well, look, the thing is that Chicago's also given up. They're trading away every movable piece. Uh, you know, Matt I, I Ford- do want to see like a true. I want to see them like Cutler get traded. I want to see the the whole team like keep you know well, Jeffrey well, and anybody Matt, who's a building Matt block. Forte would be the next piece to go. I think he's the most like for Matt Forte to go to a team, a good team that needs a running back, maybe like like the Cowboys, maybe your Jets. Oh, it would be okay. fun to see a team go to like Marlin, you know, nineteen ninety eight Marlins mode. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that Cutler. Well, Cutler might be a tradable asset. Um. The, you don't think the Houston Texans would would trade for Cutler? You don't think, uh, you know, I could see Jer- Jerry. They can't afford it, but the Cowboys, if you know, Jerry Jones would do it if the Cowboys could put it in their cap. Well, they do need a quarterback again. Um, all right, so the thing is, o- Oakland went on. Derek Carr actually is looking pretty good. Oakland went on the road and they beat uh, the Browns, another bad team. And so I thought, well, Oakland's better, but you know, Chicago's still at home. I had Chicago by one in this game. I had it as a pick 'em, but I'm picking the Raiders to win the game. Yeah, and uh, we're both wrong. Oakland favored by three. Yeah, I mean, Clawson was so bad they don't he they can't be favored. You can't be favored when you have Clawson playing right now. Apparently, uh, and, and Cutler might be back after this game. I think is what I heard. Clawson uh, has really never done anything to have one of these like assumed backup spots in the league. 
he's, well, no, look, he's I, no John I, Kitna. We have to bring Ari Gleischer in here. Like, did they have some kind of competition for the third pick? Who knows? For the third quarterback, you know, for the second quarterback position. Where's Caleb Amy? What's he doing? Yeah. Um, all right. So, so you're going to pick Oakland to win. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you, actually. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll say Oakland's going to win this game. Um, all right. The next one we have is Houston at Atlanta. Atlanta's 3-0, but also, to be honest, hasn't been that impressive. They they won very close games each of the first two weeks and got a little bit lucky, especially that game against the Giants. And frankly, in week one against the Eagles, if that game lasted another five minutes, they lose that game. And then in week three, they got the Cowboys, you know, with Brandon Whedon. And actually, the interesting thing in that game was the Cowboys' defense had looked pretty good the first two weeks. Atlanta destroyed them. They really moved the ball on offense. But their defense still isn't that great. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, without Des Bryant and without Tony Romo, they 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 moved the ball, you know, Whedon threw for 300 yards. Uh, but now they have a team coming in, Houston, who really has no quarterback. I mean, Brandon Whedon would probably be better than what Houston has. So I have Atlanta favored by six. I think I wrote 5.5. Yeah, so this one's 6.5. So I get this one, which including ties is my fourth. So it's now five to four, your lead. Um, look, you, you you like Atlanta. You said I think that they're going to win 11 games now is your, is your prediction? Yeah, they're going to go 11 and five. Uh, and lose in the first round of the playoffs? Because, I mean, I don't think they're an 11-5 team, but they've banked those three wins. Well, uh, they'll probably be the three seed because I don't think anybody in the East is going to go 11-5. Yeah. And, and then so you get um, – the s- Well, here's a good question. Let's, totally, let's say Seattle and Arizona, I think it's fair to say, are going to come out of the NFC West, right? And okay. At- Atlanta, Green Bay, and then I'm going to say the Giants. Uh, but whoever it is will be a 9-7 and type team, I think. Uh, so then who is the sixth team? Like, your Vikings look awful. Is it the Rams? Wait, hold on. My Vikings look awful? They stink. All right. So you, uh, you, <laughs> I was expecting the mea culpa here. Um, you know, Bill Barnwell at, on his podcast yesterday, he said the Vikings, they both agreed the Vikings were clearly the third best team in the NFC, is what they said. Oh, that's um, lunacy. I mean, the Vikings, based on the last two weeks, the only team that's looked better in the NFL than the Vikings and I'm including the Patriots in this. The only thing that's better is the Cardinals. So we'll get to, I mean, you know, if you want to bring up the Vikings now, again, in week one, and I said it was anomalous last week and you guys made fun of me, but given the fact that San Francisco's lost the last two games by 65 points, I think that will go down as one of the most anomalous games in history. The Vikings – In history? Out, the Vikings – hold on. You have a the, quarterback who who can't complete a pass. The Vikings blew out the Lions in week two. They destroyed San Diego in week three. I mean, they did, did, did demolish both those teams who were both above 500 last year. And in both games, they so beat up the opposing quarterback that, that he was injured after the game, frankly. And I don't root for injuries, but Stafford and Rivers were both, I mean, just their bodies were falling apart. The Vikings front seven, front four is incredible. They got no pass rush in week one. Basically, week one was anomalous because everything went wrong. Adrian Peterson leads the NFL in rushing. He had 30 yards in week one. The team had no sacks since Kaepernick in week one. The last two weeks, they lead the NFL in pressures, knockdowns, hits, and sacks. Um, all right, you guys can play defense all you want. Teddy Bridgewater's numbers are abominable, and I'm, you know, I, I want to yeah, see, I want to see a, a one decent game out of out of Teddy ball game before you know we put them in the playoffs. Let alone as the third best team in the NFC. Well, first, so of you all, you, you like them as the sixth spot right now? I mean, I think they have a very strong chance to win the division, and the Packers look really, really good. Whoa, but- wait, to win the division that they're in? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, like, I'm the Packers. Uh, that's insane. The Packers are planets better than the Vikings right now. Well, we'll see what happens uh, when Green Bay comes to Minnesota. But the fact that they well, look well, so you good. better turn it on in the first quarter because that game's going to be over by halftime. 
Look, Akiva, the fa- I, what's crazy to me is you, you started this conversation by saying, quote, Minnesota's awful, which means you haven't seen or read anything about the games that they played the last no, two weeks. Uh, to be fair, I did not watch the I, – I did watch parts of the first two, and I did not watch the Chargers uh, game. But I did see Bridgewater's numbers, and those aren't good. <laughs> but did you see the rest of the numbers from that game? Did you see that they beat San Diego by three and a half touchdowns? I mean, they just they – dist- that, that Philip Rivers had to leave the game, not because he was hurt, but because they were getting blown up by so much that they got him. There's a difference between, like, I really like them to go 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six and win the wild card, and they're going to beat the Packers. That's lunacy. But, well, like, are the Packers going to – who who else is beating the Packers this season? I mean, the Pack, look, I, I, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback on the planet, but the Packers haven't looked that good. They beat the Bears by a touchdown. Everybody else has beat the Bears by 40, right? Mm-hmm. They, I mean, the Packers, the Packers, Rodgers looks incredible, but the Packers defense is a little bit suspect. The running game is a little bit suspect. I mean, yeah. they, they beat the team that everyone thought was the best team by double digits. So I it can't really complain about their schedule so far. They're going to, they're going to win by a thousand points this week. All right. Well, everybody's beating San Francisco by a thousand points. Um, I'm curious to see what St. Louis can do. Uh, but you guys don't play them till right before Thanksgiving. The Vikings don't play the Packers. So yeah. Well, what's interesting watch. to me is that your conclusion is I don't care that the Vikings have looked incredible the last two weeks. Bridgewater's bad, therefore they're bad. And I think it's fair to make the opposite argument. The Vikings have looked incredible the last two weeks, despite the fact that Bridgewater hasn't been good. And so once Bridgewater improves, that's how this team goes from a nine and seven, ten and sixteen to a team you know that's even significantly better than that. And look, well, the only thing I'll say is like it, the NFC might become last man standing. But look, Bridgewater's not – look, again, you know, to bring up the numbers we discussed in the preseason, Bridgewater in the second half of last year was an elite quarterback by the numbers. And that was with the same crappy receivers, with the same offensive line, and without Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson, oh, by the way, leading the NFL in rushing right now. And that's in two games because week one he only had 30 yards. So, you know, Bridgewater has not looked good, but the Vikings have still looked down in each of the last two weeks. And so that's why I'm very confident because Bridgewater's going to improve. How much he improves is an open question. And maybe he won't improve as much as I hope. But, anyways, this was a conversation about the Atlanta Falcons, I think. <laughs> um, it's funny. I was totally, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit emotional with the Vikings. I totally jumped off the bandwagon, and I, I told everybody they were going to go 4-12 and 12 after that disaster in week one. But the last two weeks, they've been better than even I thought they'd be in the preseason. So, I'm definitely back on board, obviously. But let's go back to Houston and Atlanta. So, uh, we both think Atlanta's going to win, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, all right. Casey at Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals... But the, I mean, the Bengals, are, they have an argument for the second best team in the AFC after the Patriots. Yeah, but can I, can I tell you something funny? So I was looking at, like, uh, the schedule and the announcers and stuff just now. And on Awful Announcing, uh, I saw a link for ranking the NFL's 32 head coaches, which actually is a podcast we probably should have done now that I think about it during 32 fans in 32 days. Right? Yeah. But uh, interestingly, the article is written by Andrew Juge, our Saints fan. And what did he say? Well, I, I, I bring it up now because tell me which is crazier. Because here are the two craziest rankings. If he ha- guess where he has Andy Reid ranked. Guess where he has Marvin Lewis ranked. Well, I'll tell you where they should be ranked, but you said they're crazy. So I would say Andy Reid should be ranked. I'd say I'd put him at about eight or nine. He's, he's, yeah. His clock management is awful. but I think right. For a, He's more accomplished than most of the guys, but... Uh, if you had to win a game, you'd pick probably at least a dozen guys ahead of him. If I had to win a game, yeah. But, if, but running an entire team, he obviously knows what he's doing. He was successful in Philadelphia for a dozen years, and he, you know, he's been successful in Kansas City. So I'd say Andrew goes about seven or eight, and I would say that Marvin Lewis 
Look, he's never won a playoff game, but the big. I guess I'd probably put Marvin Lewis around average. I'd say about fifteen. Yeah, so he has Lewis at fourteen. I would have Lewis at thirty-two. Um, <laughs> no, no, Caldwell's worse. Philbin might be worse. Lovey Smith at this point is totally done. Jake Rudin is worse. Bradley's worse. Tom Sula's worse. So there, and who knows if Chip Kelly's bad? I might have Dan Quinn at like number five already. He's so good. Oh, and Patton hasn't shown me anything with the Browns. That's for sure. Wait, Dan Quinn is so good because the Falcons squeaked by a couple wins against bad teams. Oh, I love Dan Quinn. I'm a big Dan Quinn guy. Uh, but he anyway, hasn't proven it yet. Guess Andy Reid. He has second, the number two coach in the league. Number two. Number two. All right. That's insane. I mean, like, yeah, obviously ahead Belichick's of John won. Harbaugh, ahead yeah, of Belichick's Mike Tomlin. obviously won, right? Yeah, obviously Belichick, but he, and he's Peyton three is a Saints fan. I would probably put Peyton closer to six, seven, eight range. But yeah, so yeah Tomlin and Harbaugh have to be like in the top. Like, yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah, three. Harbaugh has to be two. Tomlin has to be three. I think. Um, wow. where does he have Zimmer? Out of curiosity, uh, he has Zimmer at twenty-five. What? Uh, look, I, I can buy the argument that any new coach... He wrote, he, he did an admirable job last season considering the Adrian Peterson situation. It remains to be seen if he's the right man for the job, though. Well, I mean, what he's done with the defense has been really incredible. Yeah, and also and, Arians is 11. I would put Arians higher. It's hard to grade Coughlin because on career, you know, you, you put him probably two, worse four. But uh, right now, Coughlin isn't a good coach anymore, I don't think. Well, Andrew Juge also, uh, with, all, with no disrespect intended, but a lot uh, coming out. He said that the Saints were going to, you know, they're 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. And they're only 3. So I'm going to disregard his opinions for the moment. Uh. <laughs> uh, what is your son saying about uh, about the uh, top three? Sorry, coaches? can you hear him in the background? Uh, just I'm, a little. Yeah. All right. Cody, get out of here. Um, all right. So Kansas City at Cincinnati. I have Cincy by four and a half. Yeah, I, and I had uh, I had Cincy by four and a half also. So all right, so we, we tied right? this one. Yeah, no, it's, it's Cincy by four. So we tied this one. Kansas City, by the way, and, and I really don't believe in them. Um, and so I was only doing four and a half because I thought other people still buy them too much. They, they lost to the Broncos at home. They got destroyed by Green Bay, and they got some garbage points to make it look a little bit closer. But Alex Smith, he's just he's really not good, and it's really a problem. Their their offense is just limited because of him. Yeah, uh, he, uh, people think that Alex Smith is shot right now, and I don't, you know, I, I need to see a couple more weeks, but uh, you, I would be nervous if I was a Chiefs fan right now about Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, look, he finally got a touch on a receiver this week in garbage time. Uh, Zach Sosna, our Bengals fan during the preseason, he wanted to come on today, and unfortunately, because the schedules didn't work out. But uh, Zach, here's a shout out. And if your team wins here, which they should to go to 4-0, and uh, and they continue to look really good as the second best team in the AFC, uh, we will we will have you on. I promise you that. So I'm predicting the Bengals to win this game today. Uh, on Sunday, excuse me. Yeah, Bengals for sure. Okay. All right. So there we go. Uh, excuse me. Now we have Cleveland at San Diego. Uh, Cleveland, terrible. You know, bad in week one, bad in week three. In week two, they won, uh, albeit against another bad team. Uh, now they go to San Diego, which is the best team they've played so far. And San Diego, look, San Diego is a good team, but they've they've had a tough schedule. They beat the Lions pretty easily, but then, um, you know, as I said, this past week in Minnesota, Philip Rivers just got you know really beaten up, and it was such a blowout that he left the game early. Uh, but I think that San Diego gets back, you know, sort of like uh, Indy. This is the week when everything works out for them again. I have San Diego by seven and a half at home against Cleveland. Yeah, and I had San Diego by seven. Yeah, so I get this one exactly at seven and a half. Uh, so I'm pulling up close to you. Hold on. It's one, two, three, four, five, six for me. And one, two, three, four, five, six for you. Oh, so we do tie exactly now. Uh, we're, so we're tied at six. Now we have Green Bay at San Francisco. Green Bay, 
you know, notwithstanding that rant in which I said I thought the Vikings had an outside shot at the division, which was uh, slightly hyperbolic. No, Green it Bay's- was actually like uh, sociopathic. All right, Green Bay's going to go fourteen and two probably, but uh, in San Francisco. But again, the, San Francisco beat the Vikings badly in Week One, and since then has been the worst team in the NFL. Unquestioned. Oh, no question. Right? Yeah, they lost by twenty five, then they lost by forty. So this yeah. week, what are they going to lose by fifty? I mean, the problem isn't just that they're losing. The problem is the quarterback has been so miserable. I mean, oh my! His, I think four of his first six passes last week were interceptions. Is that bad? That's not that good. Bad? Yeah. Was that wrong? <laughs> should, should I not have done that? I, no, Ka- Ka- Kaepernick's saying in the coaches room, look, I got to tell you, in my previous job, that was not frowned upon. That was not frowned upon. <laughs> we could throw interceptions all day. Yeah. Interceptions. That's all we did. Yeah. Um, well, what's worse, four interceptions and six passes or having sex with a maid on your desk when you're still a temp? When you're a temp. <laughs> Kaepernick's not a temp, though. That's the problem. So I think that what he did is actually worse than what George did. Uh, so you don't think it's Gabbard it- time? Well, here's the thing. There's no number at which I would pick San Francisco. I, if this was like 15, well, if it was 15, I'd pick San Francisco. But I guess nine and a half. Yeah, so did I. Wow, we were dead on on a bunch of picks. We yeah, were- well, we were dead on with each other. The line is eight and a half, which oh, is yeah. crazy. Eight and a half? Really? San Francisco eight and a half? I mean, the Packers haven't been blowing people out, like you said. And McCarthy's uh, is not a blow people out type of guy. He's not a Belichick. So maybe, they well, could, maybe, maybe, they maybe could take think- their pedal. Kaepernick is a great like fourth quarter down by 20 quarterback. Well, then explain why they've lost their last two games by 65 points. <laughs> um, look, but San Francisco in their only in their only game at home this year, they won by 17 against the uh, 2015 NFC North winners to be. So, <laughs> all right. So uh-huh. but we're both picking Green Bay to win this game, obviously. Right. Yeah. And San Fr- and sorry, San Diego is going to win uh, the other game against San Diego or against Cleveland. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So now we have the uh, best team in the NFL according to Akiva. That's Arizona. Oh, no question. And, and they're no at problem. home against St. Louis. I'll say and, the the Pats and the Cardinals are 1A, 1B, and the Packers are number three. Yeah. Uh, uh, I cannot understand what's going on with these Cardinals lines. Each week, they've been like five points too low, I thought. And so I've, I've been betting on them hard. In my pick and pool, I've made them my confidence pick every week. And I'm like, all right, St. Louis just lost at home. They scored six points. They're going at Arizona. Arizona won by 40 last week. So I said, conservatively, Arizona's going to be favored by eight and a half. Yeah, and I had uh, Arizona by only a touchdown. And you were right. It's six and a half. Can you explain to me how is that possible? I mean, I, I, the Cardinals again, the Cardinals aren't some offensive juggernaut that's just going to blow people away. But they've, they've, they've had a bigger run scoring differential in the first three games than any team in NFL history. So they have been playing. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I think that people are very curious about the Rams, similar to the Ravens in the AFC. Like the Rams, to me, if you're not in the Vikings bandwagon like a sane person, uh, the Rams are the probably the best bet for that sixth spot. All right, can we please make a bet on that? St. Louis against Vikings. Please, let's make a bet. Well, Who the has problem more? is it's the, the third team in that division. No, I don't care about that. Who, who, who has a better record at the end of the year? Well, the Vikings, I can't just make an even bet because the Vikings have a uh, are two and one and the Rams are one and two. Well, but you said you said that sane people think the Rams are the favorite for the sixth seed. So that means they're going to make up that game. Well, I said sane. No, I said sane people don't think the Vikings are the favorite. Well, so then who, who do people, who do sane people think? I'd, I'd give the, I'd give the Rams a few points. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'd give the, yeah, I mean, it's really between them. It's if it's not going to be the Bears or the Lions or the Niners, 
It's not going to be – oh, I, the Panthers. The Panthers are the other team. The Panthers are fine. They're going to be around 8-8, eight and eight, so they're going to be in the fight for that sixth seed. So you don't think the Vikings are the, are the favorites for the playoffs right now for a while? At 2-1, and one, if I would give them the most equity, but it would still be like 20% equity. All right, so 20% for them, and then you said a few points for St. Louis and Carolina. Well, I'd, I'd say like 19 for St. Louis and Carolina. So say, okay, so St. Louis, a game down from the Vikings, is basically just as likely to make the playoffs as the Vikings, you think? Yeah. All right, so then forget about the first three weeks. The rest of the season, more wins. Let's, let's, let's make a bet here. Vikings okay. versus Rams. All right. Bet. All right. The, 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 the winner has to uh, travel to the house of the loser for, uh, for a podcast. Okay, with, deal. With, within the next 12 months. Deal. Done. Good. All right. I'm going to put this one on the board. Let me just write it down here. Weeks four on. More wins. Min or St. Louis. Loser travels to winner's house for a podcast by October 2016. That's, the, 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 the biggest problem with that bet is the overconfidence in the, in the life of this podcast, I think. <laughs> That's that's actually a good point. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So that's uh, so that means that St. Louis at Arizona, your two teams that you love. Then, so who do you have uh, winning this game? Ooh, uh, I have uh, Arizona winning because they're better. Well, so that's going to make it even tougher for St. Louis to catch up to them. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm, I was a little hesitant about the bet because they're probably going to go to one and three. But yeah, they're definitely going to go to one and three. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my confidence pick. Six wah, and a half points. Wah. Yeah, I cannot understand how the Cardinals are. You know giving less than a touchdown at home the way they've been the first three weeks. Yeah. All right. So now we have the Vikings up next on the schedule, Minnesota at Denver. Uh, the Vikings have looked very good in their last two games. Denver's 3-0, but hasn't looked good. Their defense is actually really, really good. But Peyton Manning is is struggling. The running game is still just abysmal. They're averaging, you know, less than three yards a carry. Um, if we're worried about health for Peyton Manning, given what, what has happened to the quarterbacks in the last two games against Minnesota – this is, this is a tough one for me because I love Peyton Manning. I don't want to see him hurt, but the Vikings have been putting a hurt on quarterbacks. I feel like there's a threat almost. No, I, I love Peyton Manning. I don't want to see him hurt. I really don't. But Phil Rivers left the game. Matt Stafford was injured. What's going to happen to poor old 38-year-old Peyton Manning? Mm. Yeah, I think he's going to beat the Vikings. That's okay. what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I had Denver by seven. I had Denver by eight and a half. Yeah, because you think the Vikings are somehow the worst team in the NFL. Basically. Uh, yeah, so it's actually Vikings. It's Denver by six and a half. Yeah, I was too high, obviously. I should have said seven also. Yeah, so I get this one. Yeah, and I was too high as well, but I think I still respect Peyton more than more than anyone should, frankly, given what he's done the last three weeks. Um, look, if the Vikings win this one, you'll finally have to concede the fact that they might actually be a good team. Yes. If they win this game, I will concede that they're competent. Competent. <laughs> So blowouts against Detroit and San Diego and a win at Denver. That's competence. For That's co- let, let, show me something, Teddy Bridgewater. How are you winning a playoff game right now? Not yeah, with, not with Trent Teddy. Dilfer and Brad Johnson and a host of other mediocre quarterbacks that won Super Bowls. Right? Does Teddy does, – uh, not in this league. When when Trent yeah, Dilfer won the Super Bowl, there was no Aaron Rodgers. You know, Manning, Manning, Manning and Brady, Brady. Were, not, were not as good as they are now. Or, well, or, they, were, they were better, I would say, actually. No, uh, no, Brady. That was not Brady's peak. Are you crazy? Yeah, but Peyton Manning was already the star. It was his third season. Uh, yeah, Brady wasn't even playing it. First of all, um, uh, no, uh, Manning got better as 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 he aged. Um, and there was well, no depth of QBs. You know, there wasn't a breeze. There wasn't there wasn't like just ton of like Eli and Roethlisberger. Well, in the last five ten years, significantly worse quarterbacks have gone to the Super Bowl. You know, the Bears went to the Super Bowl with a terrible quarterback. 
can't remember when it's the Super Bowl, frankly. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, we're, we're, we're going to have to – we'll let the Vikings prove themselves. For, I, I'll, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to assume that given the holidays, you simply haven't seen anything from the Vikings' last two games. And all I've done is look at the box score, the first line, which is Bridgewater's numbers, and then failed to look at any other number. Because mm-hmm. the defense, the top seven, the front seven is probably the best front seven in the league the, uh, through you know this point of the season. And the running back's the best running back in the league. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what, you know, if Bridgewater can do something. But I have Denver winning this game as well, of course. Um, and we'll see. So now we get to the Sunday night game, which is so much worse than <laughs> NBC thought. It's Brandon Whedon and Luke McCown. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, they thought, ooh, this is, you know, easy money. We got Romo and Breeze throwing haymakers. It's going to be 31-28 in the third quarter. And, I mean, now they're looking at one of the worst games you could possibly imagine. Yeah, so I, I had New Orleans favored by two and a half. Yeah, I had the Saints by three and a half, but, you know, I, I don't read too much into any of this stuff. All right, so they're seeing Saints by four. Yeah, that's explain, fair. Explain I mean, explain that one to me. Because that's fair. He looked competent, and we didn't, people are nervous about. We didn't, I mean, we didn't do for 300 yards. If you're going to say McCown was competent, we was competent. And Dallas is a much better team, you know, the rest of the team. New Orleans is 0 3. They're done. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cowboys to win this one on the road. Nope. Actually, you know what? No, no, I'm gonna take it back. I'll, I'll give New Orleans the win, but um, I, I, that four points is too much. Yeah. Who who do you see winning this game? The Saints. Yeah, it's it's worth a sigh. All right, so now you're up nine to eight going into this last one. So I need a win here. Detroit at Seattle. Who, yeah, Detroit. Who knows what to say about them? They're now a win three, but they've played. San Diego, Minnesota, and Denver, three teams who most people see as pretty good teams. You see them as one good, two good teams and one bad team. Uh, and now they go at Seattle. This Detroit schedule, not doing them any favors. I say Seattle by 10. Yeah, I had Seattle by 11 and a half. And so, yeah, that 11 and a half is going to be significant for you because the actual line is nine and a half. So I win this one. We both have nine wins this week, including ties. Uh, but the tiebreaker I use is points off who was closer total and total in the in the uh, fifteen games. I was a total of twenty two and a half points off. Yeah, and you were twenty three. Oh, well, I don't so, like this tiebreaker. I think we just tied. <laughs> so that is that is the closest. You know, well, why do we, we, you can't make up a tiebreaker after the fact? Well, well, no, no. I've been doing I've been doing this. You know, me against Bill against Sal for five years, and for five years, this is the closest game. There's been weeks where there's a tie many times. And it always goes the points off, but it's never been separated by half a point. So this is the closest we've ever had. Uh, yeah, so I squeaked this one out by you. So I, I take a two to one lead, and that's because you're making the picks for me too. And I have to listen to the Sal and Bill podcast later today to see what their picks were to see who wins our our four way battle. But um, yeah, we can mark it as a tie if you want. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, wins I, a win. All right, so now, uh, fine. No, like we can. That can be the tiebreaker from now on. But I don't know if that can be the tiebreaker retroactively. But that's, well, it wasn't retroactive. Again, I've been doing it that way for five years. All right, so I, you, I, you give yourself the win. Give yourself the win. <laughs> would you have made your picks differently if you knew that was the tiebreaker? Everything. I would have picked all sixteen games differently. <laughs> well, there's only fifteen games because we have a couple teams on by. But um, all right. Oh, so, I got the I got the Patriots destroying the Titans by this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. So um, Seattle's going to win this game, obviously, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, so there's really not a lot of, I mean, you know, the Jets at Miami is a game that you care a lot about, but I don't think most people find that particularly interesting. Yeah, Baltimore, but no, but I will say people, you're right. People don't find it interesting, but people also love the free extra game. 
Yeah, well, I'm just saying, what's the game of the week? Baltimore, Pittsburgh. It's a tough destroyed, week. Baltimore, Pittsburgh destroyed by quarterbacks. Dallas and New Orleans destroyed by quarterbacks. Um, you know, I'd say probably Casey at Cincinnati. Oh, no. And Giants Casey doesn't Buffalo. excite anybody. Giants, Giants so Buffalo they, will be very interesting, I think. So what is it? It's Vikings in, at Denver, probably. Week five is better. Week five has Seattle Cincy at one. Green Bay St. Louis at one. Uh, Detroit, Arizona is not even horrible. Uh, the problem is the premier game at four o'clock was New England Dallas, which would have been a delight with Romo and is now an abortion without him. And then you have San Francisco, New York as the Sunday night game. Ooh. But you have a good what? Monday nighter. Pittsburgh, San Diego is a decent Monday nighter. Well, San Francisco, New York. I remember the preseason. I said it was a terrible game. Defended. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 yeah. It's it's a disaster. It was a, it was a bad decision. Uh, you should never have you know Tom Sula on on Sunday night. And the, and there you go. By the way, I got to give props to Fibar, or Forty Nine ers fan, because he predicted San Francisco to beat the Vikings in Week One and then lose the next eight games in a row, and that looks really on the mark. Yeah, he might have gotten it. Yeah, and, and again, the Week One game was really it, after we saw Weeks Two and Three. It really doesn't make a lot of sense for both teams. So. Um, you know, credit to FEMA there. His team really is terrible. Um, that's not a game anybody's going to want to watch. And the Vikings are on an early bye next week. So week five for me is going to be uh, spending the time with the family. Oh, man, me and you, we're, we're both on a bye week. I don't even know if we're going to be podcasting. We're going to be in uh, on vacation. Yeah, well, well, you're traveling back in London. All right, I got another kid yelling at me. So I think we're going to wrap this one up. So uh, that's it for, for our week three in review and our week four guessing the lines. And Bill and Sal are back doing it as well. But, you know, we're, we'll keep the competition going for a little while. Uh, who do you think is going to get more downloads? Um, <laughs> I'd say we'll get one for every million, one listener for every million Simmons has. <laughs> Actually, it's a good question. What, what is he getting in terms of downloads? Because what is HBO paying him for? Let's say he gets, what, two to three million No, HBO, downloads? his podcast is on his own. He's like Adam Carolla. Like, it's independent. It has nothing to do with HBO. Oh, really? So, so what is he doing for HBO? He's got a TV show for HBO. He's got like a, like a Joe Buck Live type show. Yeah, but he was so bad for TV on ESPN. Like, who's going to tune in HBO to watch it? Yeah, it's not a great idea. And he's not writing columns, which ostensibly is his number one thing. Yeah, well, his columns haven't been number one for a while. It's been the podcast. But if, yeah, if but a picks column, we're not getting picks from Bill Simmons? Like, that's well, a little but, weird. But if they're not getting – well, Bill Barwell's doing on a grand line. And Barwell, you know, he might not be as entertaining, but he's certainly much better at it. Uh, so if he's if Adrian was not getting any money from his podcasting, wow, I did not realize that. Yeah, they're just paying him to have a show. And, and he's doing video a, podcasts for them, but not questionable decision. Cousin wow. Pollock, cousin. Yeah, wow. I, it's gonna be bad. It's not it it will not end well. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we can last longer than them. But um maybe we should contact them about joining their podcast network. You have it in with Cousin Sal, right? Oh uh, uh sure. Yeah. Yeah, Good they can have like <laughs> if you want to hear a much more mediocre and unprofessional version of of the same thing. On the same network. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so so that's it. Uh, good luck uh, to your Jets in London. And uh, I will be traveling back across the pond with them uh, next week. And I will speak to you next week from, well, actually, I, I still might be here. But I might be in New York, depending on when we get around to uh, recording this next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Have, have a good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.